Hello, and welcome to the Shoemaker's Library. Come on in, pull up a seat, and crack open your favorite book. I'm your host, Kenneth Roman. Let's get started with some library news. Us here at the George F. Johnson Memorial Library would like to thank the New York State Congressmen and women who voted, as well as you individuals who advocated against the cut to library funding. At the end of March, the state budget passed, and New York State libraries will be seeing an increase in state funding. We will be seeing a $1 million increase in basic funding and a $34 million increase in construction grant aid. The construction grant aid is especially relevant to the GFJ Library since we are hoping for some aid money to go into fixing our parking lot. The New York Library Association's Youth Services Section Spring Conference is this month in Syracuse, New York. Myself and a few co-workers will be in attendance. I'm hoping to get some ideas to share with you next month. I plan on taking sessions on building better connections between public and school libraries, supporting LGBT youth, and being a community librarian by being able to pop up anywhere. So more information coming next month on my findings for this conference. This will be the third year attending YSS, and I am excited. It is a small conference, but you get a lot of information. And this year, it'll be in Syracuse, New York, where I graduated and got my MLS. So I'm excited to stop by the campus and visit. The George F. Johnson Memorial Library has completed its search for a replacement for the irreplaceable library director, Ed Dunscombe who is retiring at the end of June. We are pleased to announce Seth Jacobus will be the new library director. He comes from Wayworth Seeley Public Library in Wayne County, New York, where he is currently director. He got his MLS from SUNY Buffalo in 2013 and is currently pursuing a Certificate of Advanced Study in Public Library Management from the Palmer Institute. Seth brings with him his wife and three children. We look forward to his arrival and I will be trying to get him onto the show to introduce himself. As well as having a retirement episode for Ed Dunscombe, who has served the community for over 30 years and has shaped the library that it is today. So keep an ear out for those episodes in the near future. So keep an ear out for those episodes in the near future. If you are in the area, stop by the library and check out our new display cases. This month, we are featuring National Library Week which is April 8th to the 14th. The other display case is titled Pop into Potter, in honor of Harry Potter. This display showcases my personal collection of Harry Potter Funko Pops. Let's move to Be Innovative. This is where I talk about an innovation I see in libraries and or our library is doing. This month, let's talk about makerspaces. Makerspaces have been a library buzzword for the last few years now. The idea of a makerspace in a library is an area that allows patrons to use what they learn and make something with it. In this segment, I'm hoping to give my fellow librarians some food for thought. And for you patrons listening, some background knowledge on the idea of makerspaces. Libraries have used makerspaces to teach STEM or STEAM skills science, technology, engineering, and math. Art is thrown in if you call it STEAM and believe art is a missing factor. Makerspaces have broken out in school libraries where school districts have been known to overhaul the library in order to make the library a makerspace. 
I have a complicated relationship with makerspaces. I love the idea of allowing patrons to use what they learn. My hesitation about them is that I have seen the use of makerspaces used incorrectly. Here are some ideas about how they can be done and rules to remember. The first mistake I have seen libraries make is jumping on the bandwagon without doing the needed research and work. Sometimes it is not the library's fault, but the eager director, library board, principal, or school board that has requested the librarian to jump right in. If you are in that situation, in any field or job, I recommend telling your boss that you are more than happy to fulfill their demand, but to do it right, you need some time to do the research. This may not always work, but it's worth a try. I've heard stories of this working, and the final makerspace is great. I've also heard the opposite story of boards already going ahead and tearing out the library and putting in a makerspace. The George F. Johnson Memorial Library does not have a full functioning makerspace that patrons can go to whenever they want. We don't have the space and the manpower to sustain a constantly running makerspace. What we do have are maker programs. These are programs that we run during the summer or times students are out of school. During these times, I run 3D printing and computer programs. The Youth Services Department pulls out their maker kits and can be checked out by patrons. We find that this works best for us, us being the key word, since the decision to have a makerspace is a community-by-community community thing. I've been to many conferences and will be to many more that have sessions saying, for the best makerspace, do this. I'm here to say that even though these sessions are useful, you have to understand the struggle and work that went into creating their makerspace, and if they're a good presenter, they will stress that point up front. No matter if you are a librarian or in any other position, it is important to remember that when you go to conferences and get a great idea, it is then your job to tailor it to fit your community's needs. Now we move to the last segment of the episode, Book Talks. What am I currently reading? Well, I am finishing up rereading the Harry Potter series. I am on Book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. It is one of my favorite in the whole series maybe because it wraps up the whole story very nicely. This year will be the 20th anniversary of the North American publication of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and I am hoping to have some fun activities later in the year to celebrate at the library. So keep an eye out. As I said in the last episode, I was hoping to start The Prince Winner, We Are Okay by Lena LaCour. I am currently in the middle of it, and I am enjoying it quite a bit. So hopefully, by the next episode, I'll have more information and a review for that book. Let's talk about comic books, and in particular, superhero comic books. As some of you may know, the movie Avengers Infinity War will hit theaters at the end of the month. This movie is promising to be an epic showdown between heroes like Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, and Black Panther, just to name a few, against one of Marvel's greatest comic book villains, Thanos. Disney Marvel tries very hard to create storylines from the thousands of comic book stories they have access to. At the GFJ Memorial Library, I am trying very hard to build up the collection at the library of graphic novel comic books, which feature some of these stories. 
we collect heroes from both Marvel and DC worlds, and I am always happy to take suggestions for more, both in and outside of these worlds. Hoopla Digital, offered to members with a library card from one of the Broome County libraries, has a huge collection of DC titles that can be checked out for free. Please stop by the library if you need any help getting onto Hoopla Digital. While on the topic of comic books, the beginning of next month is free comic book day. So on May 5th, make sure you stop by your local comic book store for some interesting events and or check out your local library. You may just walk away with some free comics. So that's the Shoemaker's Library. Thanks for dropping by. Remember to subscribe so you can be notified when the next episode airs. Leave comments in the comment section about what you think about the show and any suggestions you may have for content. Keep reading, and thanks for visiting the Shoemaker's Library.